This is the Genuine Men's Podcast, episode number five, with Joshua Adam Bruckner of Airtailer. Okay, welcome back to episode number five of the Genuine Men's Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Elliott. Today we're going to get right into the interview, guys. Uh, this was actually an older episode from last year, and I want to get straight to introducing the guest. Our guest is Joshua Adam Bruckner. Josh started out just like you and me. He moved to New York City with visions of success, but was met by a harsh reality when he was let go from his job at the time. While searching for ways to make money and pay his rent, Josh noticed his pressing need for better-fitting interview clothes. Josh began taking old vintage men's ties and slimming them down to reflect the more fashion-forward look of today's modern man. After getting several compliments on his work, Josh began taking other ties and altering them. Soon, his small business turned from a side job to a full-time, and Josh was inundated with ties from all over the United States. Skinny Fatties, as it was called, started Josh on his journey into helping men with a quality online alteration service. Today, Josh has modified his business into more than just slimming down ties. He now runs Airtailer, an online text-based tailoring service that allows men to skip the trip to the local tailor shop, but still receive great-fitting tailored garments shipped right to their door. We sat down with Josh to talk about his humble beginnings and what's in store for his young brand Airtailer moving forward. It was a real honor getting to talk with someone so driven with passion and work ethic. Our apologies to him for not getting this interview out sooner. Hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. I'm happy to welcome Joshua Bruckner to the Genuine Men's Podcast. Joshua, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Stephen? Josh, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how Airtailer was uh, first started? Sure. Uh, so in 2012, I was working for a photography agency. Uh, we represented photographers to um, advertising agencies and magazines. And sadly, I was, I was laid off from that job. So I um, started uh, another business um, called Skinny Fat Ties, and we uh, tailored neckties down. So I sort of started that from my bedroom when I was on unemployment and then uh, sort of grew that. Um, and then four years later, I, I was really looking for ways to expand on our services and sort of offer different different services um for shirts and pants and things like that and then that's sort of how air tailor came about so that's kind of like the the rough yeah the quick pitch the quick rough and dirty way of, of getting that out yeah skinny uh i remember skinny fat ties um like skinny fatties <laughs> everybody says it differently but um what is it skinny fat ties or skinny fatties you can call it whatever you want but uh Everybody calls it skinny fatties, and they're like, "Wait, what? I had no idea it was skinny fatties." So, <laughs> I remember seeing it a while back, and I said, "Oh, this is kind of a brilliant idea." And um, and then I wondered I, I, when I saw Air Taylor, I was like, "Huh, this seems like kind of the same thing that Skinny Fat Ties doing." Then I realized it was you, and I was like, "Oh, that he just kind of you know moved his uh, his business to just." you know, bigger things, which I thought was great. Did you ever have, I guess, before you started Skinny Fatties, did you have any uh, training into tailoring or was it just something self-taught? Yeah, it was totally self-taught. I needed uh, ties for job interviews when I was laid off and my friends were like, hey, you should do this as like a service for other people. So I, I sort of went with it for a little while and then it became like a, an actual job because uh, people really liked it. Were you like geared towards like men's style and stuff like that? Was that something that kind of like geared you towards doing the ties first? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm a I'm a tall and sort of lanky guy, so a, a 
a four and a half inch wide tie just didn't really suit my body and I couldn't really afford the the slimmer ties that are sort of on the market. So it it kind of, I guess, evolved from, I guess, one, personal style, and then two, sort of out of necessity when, when I just needed to bring in some income. When you started it and you you know, you were having success, you were like, oh, I, I can make this into a business? Or was it just like, oh, I, I need to kind of keep the money coming in, so I'm just going to keep doing this? It was a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> I, I took, the, I took the, the wide vintage ties um, that were slimmed down to a local um, artist market. And then when I was out there, I, I sort of heard from the people that were walking by like, hey, this is really cool. I would love this for my own ties. So it's sort of like evolved from being like one-offs to a, a service for people's ties. Um, so I guess over the last few years, uh, the menswear market has kind of exploded in terms of, you know, there's a million tie brands out there. There's, you know, shoe brands now that are all over the internet and stuff like that. Do you, I mean, at the time that you were doing Skinny Fatties and now Air Taylor, do you kind of attribute that success to the idea that men are, you know, dressing better, they care about kind of how they look? Um, do, you, do you think that kind of helped your, um, your business? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That surge sort of came from men's lifestyle magazines really taking note of style and, and you know, looking at the runway and how we can sort of bring it to our own daily lives. It's not just for women, it's for, it's for women too, so, or for men too. So yeah, I think that that really sort of attributed to a lot of success in, in getting these businesses off the ground. What do you think the biggest stigma that a guy faces when he's, you know, they talk about going to the tailor? Um, obviously, with Air Tailor, you have the ability to um, send them kind of everything they need, and uh, it's they do it all at home. So, tell me, like, what do you think, uh, guys who, you know, who don't um, necessarily know what they do at the tailor, know how to get to a tailor, or, you know, what to expect when they go there? What do you think the biggest stigma is when they go to something like that? I would say. The, the when we interviewed all of our customers to sort of launch this business, I would say that it's going to the tailor. I mean, you said it in your question. It's going, and that's totally inconvenient to have to go and find a tailor. Um, and then the second thing is a lot of people don't even have the option of finding a tailor. And then if you do, it's like, which tailor is high quality and understands what I'm trying to talk about, whether it's like they understand the style of today or can I understand the tailor? So... I mean, there's so many factors um, when going to a tailor that, like, it's just right now it sort of sucks to go to a tailor. Yeah, I think your typical tailor shop is isn't a place you usually want to spend your time in. Um, I would say, you know, typical NYC one is most of them are kind of dry cleaning uh, with a seamstress there, uh, maybe one or two days a week. Also, another big problem, like you said. Um, they they don't necessarily have your style in mind. You kind of know what you want, but they might not think that's appropriate or, you know, it's really hard to kind of convey, Hey, I want this, uh, this pant right here, or I want this tapered here. So it's really, um, it's really a great thing with air tailor is that you can do basically anything you want, you know, obviously with your instructions of how to, um, send everything in with the pins and stuff like that. But uh, I think it's just, it allows people to express themselves and feel less timid. And when they, you know, they're told of, you know, this isn't possible or this is possible they have more freedom and they can do it, you know, as they please. Yeah. And also something that we're really working hard on right now is saving the customer's fit on file. Um, that's sort of another, I guess, problem when you go to a tailor is that every time you go, you sort of have to start over. So we're sort of 
alleviating that by by saving all of the customers' measurements, measuring their clothes, making sure that whatever they send us sort of matches their specs and they don't have to do the pinning or anything like that every single time. Yeah, that's awesome. Every time, actually, when I go to the tailor, I always always bring a pair of pants that, you know, usually what I do is I bring my favorite pair of pants or something like that. Cause usually I'm just getting like a two inch cuff or, you know, a tapered uh, leg or something like that. So I'm like, here's a pair of pants that I like, and this is what I want to, you know, this is what I want these pants to do, you know, to feel like. So it's, you always have to remind them like, Hey, this is the style I want. So it's great that you have the abilities to kind of keep everybody's measurements and keep their, their the personal styles and, uh, you know, really give them the quality, um, product. Yeah, absolutely. I did a lot of research just a couple of weeks ago, actually, for, for our pitch deck for investors. And one of the biggest things I found was that 47% of people that visited Taylor, most of the, the jobs that these people are doing are hemming. So like hemming, hemming pants and things like that. So you don't necessarily have to go into a tailor to get that. And that's, that's really cool that air tailor can sort of step in and, and, and do that without in-person fittings. I mean, it's like sort of revolutionary, I think for the, for the, for the alteration industry. No, absolutely. I think, uh, anytime that we can save, especially, you know, us living in New York city, you know, People over here on the East Coast and, you know, bigger and major cities always have are always doing something. So when you have the ability to stay at home, you know, just, uh, hey, I need this brand new pair of pants. It's a little too long. I need them cuffed up or I need them shortened a little bit. And you can just kind of send it out five days later. You know, you can wear the pair, pants next week, you know, the following week if you wanted to. So I think that's just the speed, you know, the, the speed and, uh, you know, the ability to kind of have it at your fingertips is great. In a few of your previous interviews, uh, you spoke kind of how the social media platform like Instagram, bloggers or influencers or other magazines kind of really helped your brand grow. Can you tell the audience like why these forms of marketing or promotion maybe were crucial to the success of your business? Yeah, I think anytime people can can see what you're doing visually, it really helps. And thankfully... Um, Airtailer is a very <laughs> visual thing. I mean, we can show people before and afters, and that's really compelling to everyday consumers, um, and that that draws people in. Uh, so I would say, yeah, Instagram was was really awesome. I haven't even started a Pinterest, but people are like petting us left and right because it's totally visual, and and people get a lot of, I guess, inspiration from that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, one that shows kind of the quality of the work. Um, too, like if other people are sharing, like you, like you mentioned Pinterest, like you're you're getting that um, shareability where people are like, hey, this is a great service, you should try it out, and that spreads your message, you know, your message even uh, further. It's so funny. We as a culture now, and we as a society, uh, we're very visual. You know, obviously with uh, Snapchat and Instagram and all of that, and you know, we're spending most of our time, and you know, not a, you know, most of our time, probably all of it, but you know, we're spending our time on these things, and so being able to put that and in front of, you know, people to kind of be like, Hey, this is our product. Like, look how great it is. And it's, it's helping businesses like all over. Yeah, totally. Um, it kind of sucks though with marketing, uh, especially social media marketing and how it's like really all paid for. So like a couple of years ago, when you posted something to Facebook, all of the people that liked it, that liked your page would like what you're posting. Now you sort of have to like pay to boost posts. And we're seeing that kind of being adopted on Instagram also. Yeah. Kind of sucks, like, in, in that regard. Well, you know what it is? I think that there's there's been uh, such a flood of people realizing how 
profitable it is to, you know, and it's all free. It was all free at one point, obviously. But now as things in the market gets flooded with, you know, brands that are like, you know, boom, boom, boom every day, every day, every day, like flooding you. I think now that they're like, all right, well, you know, we're, and especially with, now with that new Instagram, um, the algorithm thing, like it's only putting the people that, you know, they said like, it's only putting the people that are, you know, not doing the timeline. It's just doing whoever they think is the best for your thing. So uh, there's people like that. I, you know, that, that you follow or I follow that I haven't seen in months, but that's just because their post isn't, you know, regularly on the feed. So it's, it's, it's tough because yeah, you're nowadays they're, they're really promoting the people who want to pay for the thing. And, People are Facebook. Um, Facebook uh, ads are huge now. Like that's what when anybody tells you to like invest anywhere. They're saying go into Facebook ads because that's where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. So, what do you uh, you know? What do you think the future for Airtailer is? You know, do you guys seeing the do you guys see the business growing? Is it a matter of just increasing the range? You know, because you're not just in New York. You're you know you're kind of all over. Correct. You know, people can ship you their clothes and. It, most of the services done in New York though, right? Um, actually most of the services are done all over the country and in New York do we offer um messenger service. So but yeah, most of our work is done from people mailing their stuff in. We we uh send our customers a prepaid shipping label and everything's sort of taken care of when they place their order. Um and then and then in New York we'll send an Uber Rush messenger. Yeah, so Right now, we're working on our direct-to-consumer platform, which is which is basically customers text in what they need done, and, and we sort of guide them through to get to help them prepare their garment, and then we we get the garment and work on it. And it's it's clothes that people already have, and and I think where our real um, not to get too businessy, <laughs> where our, our real like revenue I think is going to come in is um, working with retailers. Um, so this last year has been totally spent experimenting, seeing what works, um, seeing what our limits are with customers and, and getting them to prepare their garments and sort of establishing a nice rapport with them. And as we move forward, we're going to start um, getting in touch with retailers about how we can help with their in-store experience and also um, e-commerce retailers uh, to, to help so that when a customer places an order on their website, it lands at their doorstep perfectly fitting. So that's sort of, I think, the biggest problem when you're shopping online is that you have no idea how something is going to fit. And it really excites me to to be able to provide a solution for that. So are you talking about more of a service, like almost like a service that can be added on at the you know time of purchase? Or will you be kind of, it already was kind of insinuated that you guys will do the the tailoring and you'll be compensated through one of those bigger corporations, say like a Nordstrom's or something like that. Yeah. So I think it's going to sort of differ um, upon retailer and we're still trying to figure out a lot. Uh, but, but yeah, I think um, like it, for instance, in store, like if you're shopping and the sale, the sales associate is working with you and the person's like, Oh, I don't know if I want these pants. They're really long. Well, the sales associate can be like, Oh, well I, we have a company that we work with that can, that can take care of it. And I don't know if they'll be billed through us or through the retailer, but, um, a lot of these retailers don't have a sort of turnkey tailoring solution. So we want to be able to go in there and, and help with that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny cause I always, every time I think of tailoring, like in a department store or something like that, I always think of the Macy's and so like Macy's, I guess, I, you know, thinking from like the 1990s, um, 
when you went to like a Macy's and you were looking for like a suit or something like that, they always said like, oh, uh, you know, we have tailoring services here on premises. It's like, oh, okay. Can, you know, can you take me to them? You know, can we get fitted? And they're like, oh, they're not here. And it's like, well, when are they here? They're usually only here on Mondays or something like that. And it's like, well, now, like, obviously with the way that uh, everybody just has everything shipped to them through uh, the internet, I think, you know, it's, it makes only, it's the perfect sense to be kind of affiliated with, uh, uh, you know, a place like Nordstrom's or Saks or, you know, whatever the bigger ones are and just be like, Hey, here's our service. You know, if you, if you're buying this jacket, it's ready, it's, you know, it's a ready to wear product, which means, you know, it's not fit to you perfectly, but it's as close as you can get it. But if you want it to fit perfectly, like here's our service. And I think, I mean, I, that's just, that's good business, right? You know, cause they don't want it. They usually don't want to have a tailor on full time at, at these places like this, because uh, to be honest, a lot of these places just don't have that type of clientele anymore. It's, you know, yeah. it's all fast fashion and people are just coming in and buying the latest and greatest and they're not buying, a lot of people aren't buying for, you know, longevity and, um, and the people that are, you know, they, they shop at a different place. So, um, yeah. I, I think it's a great idea and, uh, it's going to be, you know, great if you know, you're able to kind of do that. Yeah. So, so for those who don't know, uh, Josh, I know that you have, um, on your, you have a blog on AO Taylor and I think, uh, what's really great is kind of that you express things kind of like excitement uncertainty or kind of the struggles you were having when you were starting the business. And I kind of really loved reading the entries and, uh, you talked about your journey and, you know, how you were having trouble and you spoke with, um, you know, somebody that you're close with who, who works for Warby Parker is your mentor, I believe. And uh, would you be willing to kind of share with the audience, uh, maybe during the process of um, creating Airtail or even Skinny Fat Ties, um, if there was ever a moment of crisis that you encountered, um, maybe a, a moment that you really wanted to quit, but you kind of just pushed through it? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess in the four years that I've been doing this, there's been a lot of those moments. It's really not an easy thing to start something. Um, skinny fat ties was, was really hard because it sort of pushed me out of my, out of my comfort zone and in, in doing something. Whereas air Taylor is, is hard on an entirely new level because no one is doing this before. I mean, this is no longer just a service, but, um, sort of reinventing the wheel and, and, sort of revolutionizing the alteration industry uh, and mixing it with technology, which is also very, very new. I mean, every single day things are changing in, in the tech world. And especially as a startup and you're trying to get your bearings, it's it's really hard. Um, so yeah, on that blog, I do write about a lot of the struggles. Um, and the I guess the biggest thing would be how do you keep going when when there's not a ton of money coming in mm -hmm. and a lot of these companies are getting uh getting funding with just an idea and i just really strongly believe that we should that to, that you should start with a little bit of traction first um and that's really hard that's really hard to get uh, so yeah, I mean, I would just say, I mean, there's, there's been so many things. I mean, I, I hired my first tailor that was like a complete shit show. <laughs> I mean, the quality was like awful and that it was really scary to me. I mean, there's been that there's been like shipping errors where things got lost in the mail and, you know, we sort of had to like refund the customer and it, yeah, I mean, it's every single day there's new things that pop up, but 
I think the ultimate test is as a business owner, how do you handle it and how do you stay positive and sort of persevere through it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all that, all that sounds, uh, you know, losing a customer's garment, somebody, you know, so maybe it's something that's personal to somebody. Um, I mean, would you, is there any advice you would give somebody who wanted to kind of get in or start their own business? Uh, you know, like maybe one piece of advice that, you, you know, whether it's the menswear industry, you know, or like a men's product or even just starting a business in like a certain niche, you know, what would it be? Yeah. I mean, having a business is like having a child. You really have to be committed to what you're doing and you have to, you, you don't have to know everything. I'm learning every single day what I'm doing. I have no idea actually what I'm doing, but (laughs) I, I would say that the biggest thing would be that you just have to be passionate about it and, you have to be able to persevere through the rough times because it's a total roller coaster. You'll go way up and things are totally exciting. And then, or you could like completely drop and things are absolutely awful, but then you go right back up and it's just like a total, um, test of who you are and, and your work ethic. So be passionate. Yeah, I mean, it, just from looking where you've been with uh, skinny fat ties and outdoors, you, you just seem like you work extremely hard to kind of make uh, this business, you know, not for just you know for people to have, but also for you to be like a point of pride for you. And I think that uh, you know what you've done is just it's a great success story. You know, like you said, there's been ups, there's been downs, but I think that you just kind of stick to it. I, I always personally, I always think that failing is way better than kind of succeeding because you learn what not to do. And then from there you can work on being better and work on, you know, perfecting things. And, you know, if you don't fail in your, in your whole life, then you're not, you know, you know you're not really learning. You're always just getting, doing everything perfect. And it, there's not, there's no lesson to be learned. So, um, kudos to you on, you know, kind of putting yourself out there and really just working your ass off. <laughs> no, thanks. Do you have a personal story kind of, uh, maybe with skinny fat ties, but the tailoring of your clothes really made a difference in your appearance. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't fans of tailoring obviously because you know, everybody's just doesn't really, some guys just don't care how they look, but you know, the guys who, you know, read genuine men's magazine are usually guys who care about their appearance and they want their clothes to fit. Well, was there ever, you know, did you have like a, a moment where you're just like, wow, like the tailoring really made, uh, this pair of pants or this pair of this jacket or something like that. Was there ever a moment like that? Yeah. Um, well for me personally, um, when I was testing, I actually, (laughs) I I went and bought a ton of clothes from Goodwill, Goodwill and like, was like, how can we tailor this shirt to fit? And I was like doing it for my office mates and like trying to, to get clothes to fit people and like was learning how to tailor and all of this stuff. And actually one of the shirts that I bought fit me really well. And, um, I, took it already fit me so I didn't have to tailor it which was like actually really cool because it was like 10 bucks or something but I was like hey this is cool it was like a banana republic shirt um and the buttons were like cracked and I think there was like a small hole somewhere and just like minor alterations and, and repairs on on clothing can just make such a huge difference so I like replaced those buttons and fixed that hole and it like looked awesome I mean and it, it made me feel good that like I took something that was close to being trash and made it something that I could wear. And that, that is cool to me. Um, 
for a customer, we hear things all the time um, that their clothes fit great. Um, even something as simple as hemming pants, like a customer will send in pants that have giant holes at the bottom because they like were wearing these pants and it was like rubbing against the ground and then we hem them and, and they fit great. So it, it, that's cool that, you know, we're sort of able to make clothes look new again and feel new in the way that they fit. Yeah, I mean, I, you have plenty of photos on airtailer.com, um, just of, you know, success stories and people, sh- you know, even the I saw one, the guy had like a jean jacket and it almost fit like perfect on him uh, compared to what it was. And yeah. I was just like, wow, you know, like this is something that, you know, people are really uh, gravitating towards and having, you know, airtailers having success, obviously. Do you have a, a favorite piece of clothing or a particular item that you kind of always wear? Um, this is just kind of a random question, but you know, maybe it's like a favorite pair of jeans or something or a watch, anything that's kind of significant to you. Let's see here. I wear a white t-shirt every single day, probably. <laughs> and then when I'm like, when I'm like feeling like ultra classy, I like put a button up shirt over it and I don't even like button it. Um, <laughs> I guess that's, uh, you know, I don't know, like, uh, which is really, well, I guess I do. I like have a, I have sort of like a, a business in fashion. I should probably like work on that a little bit, but yeah. No, well, you know, everybody has their own style. So I, I mean, yeah, you can wear a t-shirt every day and wear a t-shirt and jeans. I, there's plenty of people out there that rock that well, but I, I guess it was more along the lines. Of, is there something that you kind of, you feel like yourself in when yeah. you wear? I like, um, to get really specific I like button-ups that are Oxfords from Uniqlo. I really like the fabric they use. It's like sort of like that textured fabric. I guess yeah, my yeah. biggest style inspiration would be Neve Shulman from the MTV show Catfish. Do you know who he is? Uh, I don't. I I know the Catfish. I know what the show is about. Yeah, it's but the, I actually don't know. The lead guy that like was catfished at one time. But anyways, he has really cool style and just like really – it's simple, but like everything is like high quality. Like the stuff is clearly like made in the United States and like, it just looks really durable. And yeah, I like, I like his style a lot. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a, I'm a little different, I guess. I, um, some days I'll, uh, I'll wear a suit and then the other days I'll wear like a t-shirt and jeans. But, um, I guess it's really, uh, you know, for me, I think it's, uh, I've been trying to push myself to be a little bit more uh, dressy just because that's what I want to, you know, my person, my personal preference to kind of put out there. But, um, you know, like most guys, you know, I'm still, I'm still a little timid sometimes that, uh, you know, I don't want to like be overdressed for the situation. So it's more of a mental thing for me sometimes. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll just wear maybe just like a button down shirt and, um, uh, maybe like a knit tie, and then like a pair of like um, chinos or something like that with, uh, you know, like a pair of desert boots, you know, very uh, kind of like that, like sharp casual look. So uh, last few questions here. Um, at Genuine, we kind of pride ourselves on being authentic and true to ourselves, uh, spending time with family, helping a stranger really for no reason, uh, maybe holding the door open for your date or, you know, do you have an opinion on, um, you know, what a, what the definition of a genuine man might be? I think... A genuine man is someone that I would say a a genuine man to me would be someone that really knows who they are and it's not what they wear and it's not how much money they have, but someone that's totally true to themselves and that sort of lives by their, by their beliefs. Um, yeah, I mean, someone that's passionate about what they do and 
that cares about people and making a difference in whatever that they do, I would say that that is a, a genuine man. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you'd like to say to our audience? Um, I don't know who you are out there, but whatever you want to do, go for it. Do it. Make it happen. <laughs> Off the mic. That's, that's, that's your advice? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt. Uh, I really appreciate the uh, time. Good luck with everything. Uh, could oh, could I uh, do I just sign up on your site and stuff like that? Because I'll I'll definitely uh, send over like a pair of pants or something like that when I um, get a chance to try it out. Are you in New York? Yeah, New York City. Yep. Cool. Yeah, uh, we'll send a messenger for whatever you have. Oh, um, just, but yeah, you just sign up online. It's really easy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll put a uh, once I get done with this, I'll uh, I'll go on the site and sign up. Cool. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much. Josh. All right. Thanks so much. Bye, Stephen. Have a great weekend. You too, bye. Okay. Well, that was the interview with Joshua Adam Bruckner of Airtailer. I hope you enjoyed it. Big thanks to Joshua for spending the time with us. If you have any more questions or are interested in trying out Airtailer, head over to the Genuine Men's Magazine website at www.genuinemensmag.com, and we'll have a link posted on where you can get your free Airtailer welcoming kit. If you haven't yet, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, or leave us a podcast review on iTunes. As always, any feedback you can give us is a big help. For the Genuine Men's Podcast, I'm your host, Stephen Elliott, saying so long. Bye.